celebration and, and, and imparting like the locker room of the big game last night where the coach was talking to the, talking to the players about the going out there through their week. And, and secondly, we, we talked about uh, fellowship. What does fellowship really mean? What does it look like? Uh, and, and we tied that into our, our small groups because here's the thing. God never made us to do this life alone. He wants you to be in community. Our God is a God of community. And, and, and if you're feeling lonely or feeling like you don't have many friends, can I say small groups is a great place for you to, to start there. And also last week we had an amazing message by Pastor Haley Barrett from Manurewa about breaking of bread. And just some incredible pictures there on, on what that means and how we remember that, but also how we participate in and what Jesus Christ did for us. Just amazing. Today, Today, I've got a simple thought for us as we finish this series, uh, and that is around prayer. If you forget anything else today from this whole service or this meeting this morning, I want you to remember this. Take this away. Two words. Pray first. Pray first. When you get up in the morning, pray first. When you take the kids to school and they're about to run off through the gate, pray first. When you're about to go to bed at night, pray first. When you're about to send that email that you shouldn't, pray first. It will save you a lot of heartache. <laughs> when you're ready to comment on, on that Facebook post where it's just wound you up, pray first. <laughs> when you've got the customer who's just the grumpiest guy on the planet and you're going to see them uh, this week and you're nervous about knocking on their door, just pray first. When you're about to go to bed at night, pray first before you go to bed. Does anybody get the two words I'm trying to get into you this morning? Pray first. Come on, let's do that. Father, Lord, right now I pray as we open your word, oh God, would you speak to us, Lord God? Father, I, I pray just for, for people here right now, Lord, and the, maybe the things are unclear in their situations or their lives, Father God. I pray that you will speak real clear to them today, oh God, that, Lord Jesus, when we can't do anything, you can, oh God. You are the God of the impossible, Father. So, Lord, we praise you and we thank you for everything you're doing. We thank you for all our South African family in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you be with our English family, I pray. Hey, so pray first. Come on, in your notes this morning, let's check out our scripture that we've had for the last four weeks here because it's, it's powerful and I hope you've been, uh, re I've, maybe you've been like me, I've been reading through the book of Acts and seeing things like I haven't seen before and, and there's always a freshness in the word that we need to pick up on. But no, let's read Acts 2.42. Uh, it says, they devoted themselves to, to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles, and all of the believers were together and had everything in common. Uh, they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those being saved. So this series has been about four simple practices that, that the, the early church devoted themselves to, or it just wasn't something that they thought about each week, or, or maybe a might, maybe a might not, and they devoted themselves to it. And when you unpack that word devoted, there's a commitment that comes to, to those four practices, and and what that resulted in was changed lives for, them, for themselves, but also changed lives in their community. And, and this morning, as we pick up on number, number four practice there of, of prayer, and, and, and that we can pray first, we, we should pray first, or we need to pray first, and that it becomes something that we do first, right? 
Not after we've tried it. Not, not after a second thought or, or when we're really in trouble to, to pray first. And, and see, you, you may be like me, and, 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 and some, there's been seasons in my life when my, in my prayer life, I'm, I've been really, uh, really being able to find a place and a plan and, and just been, been praying, have a, an incredible prayer life, and God's been answering my prayer, and I've been hearing his voice. And then there's been times where it's like silent where I'm not hearing anything and, and where I'm, I'm struggling to, to get up early or wherever that time is for you, I, I, I found it like it's been a hard slog, my prayer life. And, and I think I'm not alone in this and that we're all on a journey of, of prayer, but, but, but there's some keys and some things I want to give us today because prayer is just not fancy words. Prayer is just not the tick box that we do. Uh, once again, each day we, we tick that off and we just make sure we get it done. I believe that your prayer life, as we develop this, as we commit to it, as we devote ourselves to it, that it will change your life and those around you. Why? Because God is a God of community. He hears your prayer. He listens to your prayers. I think, here's the thing that I've really been challenged with once again, and this is so simple, and if you've been in church for a long time, you, you would be familiar with this, but, but prayer is about a relationship with God. Relationships involve communication. Relationships even involve a sense of intimacy, of real close friendship, of, of people, of, of, of when you have a relationship that knows other things about you that no one else knows. And as I've thought about my prayer life and my desires and my, and my, my heart for prayer, for my own personal prayer, and, and it's, it's like, God, I'm not praying to something that's dead or a stone. I'm not praying to an object or an idol. I'm praying to a loving, living, real father that loves me and that loves you. See, I think the early church, when they, when they talked about prayer, remember the context of, of the situation where they are as we come into Acts, you know, that they've seen Jesus be, who's come as the Messiah and, and he was nailed to a cross, he was killed and, and murdered and he, took, he was on a cross and then imagine being the disciples there watching that and then a few days later on the third day he rose again and they saw that become the reality. They were started preaching the resurrected Jesus Christ because he wasn't dead. Like all these other gods that they talked about, he wasn't dead, he was alive, they saw him. Uh, and then he starts to talk to his disciples. He starts to appeal to him. He's just like He just like turns up. He turns up in rooms and reveals himself to, to his disciples and to people. Uh, and, and, you know, then they come to this point where Jesus says that I'm going home, but I'm going to, my Father who loves you is going to send another. He's called the Holy Spirit. He will come and he will baptize you with what? With power. With power to do what? To do good works with power to go out into our world and reach a lost generation for him. See, their prayer life was, imagine the time there of, of, the, of an occupation of armies and, and, and lots of violence going on and persecution for the early church as they started. Imagine being there. That when they prayed, they were praying for their survival and for their life. They understood that, well, God, if, if you don't help me here, if you're not in this situation, if you're not with us, we're going to be really stuck. And the amazing thing is about our humanity, your humanity, my humanity, is that, is that we, we're really good at starting things but not following things through sometimes. But there was a sense of the early church where there was a, 
there was like a, another step that I'm, I'm desiring to get to, and I, oh, I pray that it's your heart too, is that we, we become devoted prayer warriors for the Lord. We're, we're, our prayer life is, uh, or pray, take, taking 15 minutes every day is so crucial, so important to not just having a happy day, but your survival. We, we kind of take on a new dimension of, of what prayer is for us. And, and, and so this morning, if you haven't, haven't uh, heard what I've just said right now, we're talking about prayer. And, and if you might say to me right now that, that I, I don't know how to pray or you, maybe you're, you've really struggled with your prayer life, there is some prayers that we all pray, right? Uh, and whether, whether you know it or not, we, we, we pray these prayers like this. There's the get out of jail prayer. The get out of jail prayer. When, when you've done something really stupid, uh, and, and the only thing is, God, help me, I need you. Then, then there's other prayers, like there's the, the repetition, desperate prayer, God, please, 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 please. You pray those prayers, whether you've practiced them or learned them or not, there's something that happens and you pray those prayers. Then there's the blackmail prayer. Uh, everybody's prayed that one, right? Yeah, very good. Let's show of hands. No, no, no. There's the prayer that God... If you do this, I'll do that. Blackmail prayer. See, we're good at those kind of prayers, right? We, we actually understand and know those prayers. That, that, oh, well, then there's this one. There's the, there's the really sorry prayer. God, I won't do it again if you... I won't do it again. See, there's something in our humanity that, that when we're really in situations, we know how to pray. When we're really in those desperate times, we know how to pray. But, but today, I, I want us to take hold of prayer that it's not the ambulance at the bottom of the hill. It's the victory that's waiting for you on top of the hill. It's, our, it's the way we sustain in our lives. And it doesn't promise that we don't have any ups or downs or hard things or, or terrible things happen. It just says that, that we have a relationship with the Father that loves you, has a plan for your life, and he's got a way for you. Prayer. Pray first. Pray first. The Bible shows us that, that there's a discipline of prayer. And, and I don't know about you, but I, I think our world has struggles with disciplines because we can do it for a discipline. is more something we do more than for a week. A discipline is something that the more often you do a discipline, it will change your life. The disciplines, the habits that we implement into today into your life because it will influence your family's life with the things that will change us. And the disciples, they, from the early church, they were devoted to prayer. They were like committed to prayer like bees to the honey. They were committed to prayer like the discipline of going to the gym every morning. They were committed to prayer uh, just like the way we owe the discipline of obeying the road rules that we have today. They were committed to prayer, and, and the, they were devoted to prayer just like the discipline of having a shower every day. Hopefully everybody has a shower every day. Why don't you lift your arms right now, and we'll see. No. <laughs> Come on. Uh, we're devoted, they were devoted to prayer because their survival depended on it, their life depended on it. Luke 18, verse 1, it says, Then Jesus told the disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. 1 Thessalonians 5, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, I don't know about your, your current prayer life or current state of your prayer life, but, but I've got four real simple things this morning to encourage you and four principles to, to help you in, in your 
discipline, to learn how to be devoted to prayer. The first thing is this, is the priority of prayer. Denise and I, we've, we're celebrating our 25th year together this year of marriage, and it's been absolutely amazing, the best years of my life. They keep getting better and better every year that goes by. But in some ways, Denise and I are different. When we go on holiday, I'm ready to jump in the car and turn the key on, and I've loaded up the car, and we, it's almost like we're ready to hop in, and Denise says, I need to clean the house. I say, Let's do it when we come back, darling. It's fine. No, I can't. My, it's a priority for her to spring clean the whole house just when we're ready to get in the car and go on holiday. She'll mop the floor. She'll vacuum. She'll make all the beds. And I say, we'll do it when we come back. Probably every guy says that. We'll do it when we come back. No, I don't want to do it when we come back. I want to do it now before we go so it's nice when we're back. It's because it's a priority. Sorry, men, I thought that was going to be a good illustration, that one, but, but it's such a priority for us, and for us guys, it's like, come on, let's just get going, we got to get going, we don't, shouldn't be here, we need to be on a holiday, we need to be at the beach or doing something, not cleaning the house, it'll be, come on, come on, I feel it, that's great, but the truth is, for my beloved darling, it's an incredibly high priority for her. And we've got a clean house when we come back. See, priorities do this. Priorities are determined by our values. See, what you make first in your life, that, that sets the president or the presidents for the rest of your life. What do you place first? And, and, and I don't know about you, but for, for me, when I think about things like priorities and there's, there's so much hustle and bustle and communication and things at us this in the lives that we live these days, that, that one of the, the most helpful things that I can do with my priorities and is to these things is to take out my phone and set an appointment or set an alarm. Maybe it's just me, but, but I, I seem to feel like we just get so busy during the day that, that I know I've got these priorities here, but, but I don't seem to get to them because there's everything else, all this communication, this noise that goes on in our world today, and we miss some of the things that we say here on a Sunday morning as a priority. So one thing that helps me and that I've, I've listened to that really gets my, my attention is, everybody, you could take out your phone right now, set an appointment. If I was to look at your phone and you said you were into appointments and alarms and all those kind of things, would your phone, would your appointment show me what your priorities are? Right now, if you were to take a list, if you were to make a list of your five top priorities, maybe just in your head right now, writing them down on your notes, what are your five priorities? Not just the things you've got to do. There's an appointment going off right there. Go to church. <laughs> it's just not the things we have to do. I'm talking about the priorities of your life, the things that will sustain you. Maybe things that will keep you alive. What are those priorities that, that you're wanting to build into your life? You can do that by grabbing out your phone. You can, why don't you challenge, I challenge you this week, this week, why don't you get out your phone on the way home today and set some appointments? Because here's the thing, if, if you want to start a habit in your life, I think your, the alarms, the appointments are great things. What about whatever time you get up normally every day, what about setting your alarm for 15 minutes before that and the appointment is to meet with God? Just 15 minutes. Just 15 minutes, do it every day. 15 minutes, we all want to lie in bed. 
But people who see change and things happen in their life, they develop habits and disciplines that they what they do every day. Pray first. Make prayer the first thing that you do. Set your alarm this week. I challenge you to do it this week. <laughs> the second thing is this, the place of prayer. Now, my, my happy place is at the beach on the coast where, where I can just look out across the water. That, that really refreshes me. I love, and I'm jealous of you people that are living at the coast or at the beach because you get to see that every day. But, but when I'm at the beach, it just kind of refreshes me. My garage at home <laughs> is a place where I like to make things when when there's not junk in there. I, I like to make things with wood and, and timber. It kind of just fulfills, it's a place where it just, I feel this fulfillment that comes, and to me, it fills my tank. It, it's an amazing thing. Then there's, then there's my couch. I have a great couch, and that at the end of a long day, that's where I rest. That's, where I, that's the place where I just like, oh, here we go. I can just lie down, and generally I fall asleep these days, out on the couch. <laughs> and, and then there's my lounge. That's the place where I, Come and I meet with God early in the morning. I've got a seat there. I've got a, some music worship that I play there. And there's, I, I, I'm a bit of an early bird. As, as I've got older, I seem to get up early. And, but there's a place where I can hear God speak to me real clear. There's a place there when I read his word. It's like the, the words bounce off the page to me. There's a transaction or a building of the relationship I have for the Lord where I'm saying, God, reveal yourself more to me. God, I want to be, I want to be stronger. I don't want to, I want to be stronger in you. I want to know you intimately deeper than I've ever known you before. I've got a place that I've developed over the years where I, I find that. Jesus had places too. There's places where he would go to pray. And, and, and you'll know some of those now. He went to Gethsemane. It was like a garden. He was, went to, had places to pray in the wilderness and on the mountains. And In fact, Mark 1.35 says this. He said, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up. He left the house and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. He had a place. I don't know if it's about something to do with our, our humanness or our humanity that we, we recognize different things happen in different places. It's like there's, there's something inside us that, that has memories of different places where we've been either good or bad. And I'm saying today, why don't you develop that place of prayer? In the old days, if, if, back in the day, you, you would hear people say like this about going to your prayer closet. And just for all the new people here, I'd say that does sound strange and it is weird. And we don't go and put ourselves in a wardrobe and pray. Well, at least I don't. But, but here's the thing. What it's really, it's like a picture of there's a place where we pray. They called it a prayer closet. But, but really, that's a picture or metaphor of there's a place where I pray. And it's a special place. Question on your, little, on your notes this morning. Where is your, where will your place of prayer be? You could answer that this morning. My place of prayer will be. Put something in there. Maybe if you haven't got a place, come on, there's a second challenge today. Why don't you this week? Find that place. Go on a journey of that place where you hear real crystal clear from the Lord as you pray. The third thing is this. The third thing was this, that there's a plan of prayer. And how many of you know that, there's, that one of the great myths of Hollywood is this? And they live happily ever after. Uh, and they, they, Hollywood seems to make, or movies in our world, seems to make uh, the relationships sound so easy and so simple and so quick. 
They, they seem to package relationships as something that happens in five minutes, a deep relationship, but, but it's, it's not true. It takes effort. It takes time. It takes commitment. And see, Denise and I, we're busy lives just like everybody else. We've got, we've got kids and kids are finishing school and we've got church and we've got family and we've got friends and, you're, you're, and then we've got traffic as well. And, and you're trying to juggle all of those kind of things in our life. But, but if we don't make time, if we don't take, uh, put aside time where we, where we go do holidays or whether we do coffee or where we go to movies together, if we don't have time to talk to each other, our relationship will struggle and it will probably fail. Why? Because we don't give it any time. We have to plan a busyness. Here's something. Busyness is not an excuse. For your relationship with the Lord to suffer. Busyness, tiredness, weariness is not an excuse for your relationship with the Lord to suffer. I'm speaking to myself this morning too. Because the early church discovered something about their devotedness to prayer. That it was something they weren't going to miss. They weren't going to forsake or pass by because it was their life. It helped them. They survived because they devoted that and the Lord was with them. Wow, what a moment right there. I think one of the most powerful things that you and I can do is to find that place of prayer, but it's also to have a plan for prayer. And this morning in your notes, you'll see there's a little blue sheet here, which is a seven-day prayer guide. And third challenge for the day is I'd love us all to, to pick up this today and, and, and learn that just a real simple plan uh, of things to pray for and uh, of every day of the week. And, and, it, and it's a personal plan, but but that will affect corporately your community and your family. And, and, and I, I think, see, when you bring that dynamics of a plan, you watch what happens. Where you've just been in 15 minutes, you'll go to 30 minutes because you've got a lot of stuff to, to chat with about to God. As you develop that plan, and these things will just help you to develop it and to instill it as a habit. And if you incorporate these dynamics into your prayer life, it will change your life. The fourth thing is this. It's important that prayer doesn't just become a plan, get this, or a place. Your prayer life is not ticking off the box. Taking 15 minutes to pray is not just about a plan or a place. It is also about a relationship. It's important that, that, it, that our communication with God is, is like vital to our, to our lives. And, and, and each of the, the persons of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they, they all help us. Those, those images, that who God is, it helps us to, to relate to God in different ways. And, and, and so your view of God will, will determine the kind of relationship that you will have with God, and it will certainly determine how you see Him and how you pray to Him. And band, you could come really quietly right now, but, but it's important that you see Him for who He really is. And 2 Corinthians 13, 14, it says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Oh, there's amazing grace of Jesus. So you need to understand who Jesus is. He is the one who carries your prayers to the Father. That's why we pray in the 
pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Uh, that Jesus is the mediator between God and man. He connects us. See, Jesus is interceding on your behalf at the right hand of the Father, and, and he wants you connected to the Father so bad that he went to the cross for our sin, that all of the separation would go through what Jesus did, our past, our present, and our future, so we could be reconciled with him. So when you bring your requests to God, he is there, Jesus is there. He's saying, Father, yeah, I know how hard that is and, or, or what that's like, but I'm going to the Father with this on your behalf. Also, the God that, that I serve is an extravagant, the God of extravagant love of the Father. Psalm 103, 8 says, the Lord is compassionate and merciful. This, have a listen to this. I think this is going to blow some people's minds today on your picture of who God the Father is. It says this, he is compassionate and merciful. He's slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. He will not consistently accuse you nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve for his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. I want to tell you today that, that you are approaching a father who loves you and who delights to give you good things. The third thing is this, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. See, once this meeting is over, and once your small group finishes or once you finish praying, um, the Holy Spirit, he's the one who goes with you. His name is, he's the paracletos, the one who is by your side, get this, always. He is always with you. After you've prayed and communicated, the Holy Spirit is like, come on, okay, let's get going. Let's get about our day. That's the God we are praying to. A God that loves you. He's got a plan for you. There's an amazing article that, that has, uh, I heard about this week from, from a gentleman in our church in Botany. And he's a Bible scholar. He's a teacher, an incredible man of God. And he's probably in his late 70s, and so he's done a lot of life. We've got huge respect for him. He wrote an article, and uh, he said this. He said, I wish I had known earlier than I did that being a Christian is all about a passionate relationship with God. If that relationship is not there with constant, conscious interaction with a holy God, a wonderful Savior, our best friend, then we are hopelessly lost still in our sins without a sure and certain hope for eternity. Such a relationship is fostered through prayer. I wish I had known that for in my youth. My heart cried to God was, Lord, make me a man of the word. But as I've got older, learning that without me, I, you can do nothing, my heart's cry to God has become increasingly, Lord, make me a person of prayer from Dr. Graham Smith. And this morning, I, I, I really want to issue a bit of, bit of a challenge that if, if, if things in life for you are, are, are going hard and, and, and you're struggling, that can I say, how is your prayer life? Is it a priority for you? Is it something you do first or something you do last? Is it something maybe you're not sure of and, and, and so, or, or you, maybe you've not really done that a whole lot before you don't really understand it? Can I say, go on a journey, start tomorrow. 
Start tomorrow, 15 minutes. Come on, I challenge you, 15 minutes. And, and if, if, if you devote yourselves, that you will see change. You will see life and, and things begin to move and you'll see the future open, open up to you. And, and, and when it does, I, I want you to come back and tell me, I want you to fill out a million connect cards with and praise to God for the things that you've seen Him do and the obstacles you've faced and the great things He's shown you. Because it all starts with that, to pray first. Come on, why don't you close your eyes right now as we come to a close in the next 10 minutes. Come on, I know that, that God is speaking to some people about some things. And, and this, this morning, uh, you know, we accept the challenge to, to devote yourselves to not, not just have a go at things, but because my heart, the, the goal, the aims of this church is to do everything we can to help you to be strong in your faith, to be strong in what God is saying to you and, and the journey that you're on, to be able to support and care for you, but also to, to be behind you, cheering you on as you, as you see and as you develop these disciplines, these these core things in our lives that will help you in your future. For some here, some here, you know, your children are watching you as well. Come on, men. Come on, dads, granddads, uncles. Come on, let's, let's be great models of, of the reforming, the, the changing things that God is doing in our lives. Let's model those behaviors and set our children up to change their generations and the generations to come. Let's model behaviors that give glory to God. It won't be easy. But His promise is that He will be with you. He will empower you. Father, Lord, right now, right across this place, oh God, I, I pray, Father, that Lord, would you help us to take this message away today? Lord, to be challenged by your Spirit, oh God, not just by the guy at the front with words, but Holy Spirit, you would... You would speak to us, Lord God, and, and pinpoint these things in our lives, oh God, because your plans for us are good for a future and a hope in Jesus' mighty name. Maybe you're here as well this morning and you might say you're far away from God. You, you don't know who this Jesus is. And can I say that Jesus, he came to give you life today. He, he took your sin, the stuff that you've done from your, your past and maybe even your present and and he, he offers us a free gift of, we call it salvation, where it's like He washes us clean and takes away the separation, the gap that is between God and us. He so loved you that He, he went to a cross and He rose again on the third day because He took your sin, He took your stuff, He nailed it to a cross, cancelling its debt over your life because of what we have done. And He gives us a new life today, past, present, and future. So right now, I'm going to pray a real simple prayer. And if, if you would say you're far away from God right now, or maybe don't even know God, and first step is simply this is a relationship with Him. So I'm going to pray a real simple prayer. If that's you, I just want to invite you just silently in your heart. Just pray this prayer after me. Pray, dear God, I know that you love me. Today, I give you my life. I surrender all to you. I thank you that you died on a cross for me, that you paid my debt, that I might be 
brand new. So today, I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Just wave your eyes closed. I'm gonna count to three right now. And if that's you, if you wanna say yes to Jesus right now, your heart is beating away and God has been doing something in your life today and speaking to you. If that's you, I wanna invite you just to quickly do this. I'm gonna count to three. I want you to lift your hand just so I can see. Then pop it straight down again. Here we go. One, two, three. Lift your hand right now. Lift your hand in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Praise your mighty name, my God. See that hand. Hallelujah. Praise your name, my God. Praise your name, my God. Father, we glorify your name today. Lord, I thank you for lives changed, Lord Jesus. Father, we honor you and praise you. And we're so grateful for your love to us. So God, thank you for showing us your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, church, can we give a big round of applause for every person that prayed that prayer today? Hallelujah. Awesome. Such a good 